Hi, I'm Dr. Kanisha Frazier, and welcome to the Sweetest Cacao Podcast, where we're teaching you how to shift your mindset and behaviors around money. Ever heard the phrase, God gave you a gift and your gift will make room for you? Well, stay tuned. We'll also be highlighting the small businesses in your community to learn how they transform their passions and visions into a business. Good morning, guys. Welcome to day two of the three-day debt-free challenge. So, how did it go? So, you had the last 24 hours to replace your negative, disempowering words that you say to yourself. Hi, Christina. Words that you say to yourself. So, both thoughts, negative thoughts and ideas that you say to yourself and replace them with more empowering, positive thoughts and words. So these are the things that you're saying in your mind, the things you're saying aloud. So ask yourself, how did it go? 24 hours. That's, that's all you had to do was 24 hours, replace those negative thoughts and words because we were minding our words on day one, okay? Because that's really what starts to change your behaviors and your actions around money. Okay, so now day two, we're talking about eliminating your debts. So really, once again, we're looking introspection. So you're looking inside, not around you, but inside to really figure out, okay, well, what is the mindset that I'm carrying? What are the behaviors that I need to change in order to create consistent money management habits, right? Because we want you to reach a desired goal, a desired outcome, right? Which is ultimately eliminating your debt and being free, right? So when we're first starting off, we're going to talk about well, we already talked about how we'll do this, but we're looking at the problems, right? So ultimately, your problems end up being, well, there's not enough money to pay for the, to pay the bills. There's no extra money to do things you actually enjoy doing. So whether it's vacationing or it's just going out to dinner with friends or doing, you know, a three-day getaway, whatever that case may be, and you don't know where the money is going. And I mean, that's a big deal. You get to the end of the year and you're not only just tax time, you're wondering, okay, so this... W-2 says I made $80,000 and you're like, well, where's the money, right? You just, you have no idea where the money went. And so not just tax time, but every single month you're curious, okay, so what happened? These are the problems that most people are facing, right? And then if you're in student loan debt, credit card debt, medical bill debt, you're feeling chained. You're feeling chained and shackled to that debt, right? But the dream is to actually be able to pay your bills on time, be able to pay them early, right? You don't want somebody, a creditor calling you, trying to chase you down, right? And you're looking extra money to travel, extra money to do things that you want to do in this life, right? And then you can actually be carefree when you go on the uh, the Disney cruise or whatever the case may be. So you take your kids on a Disney cruise, the last thing you want to, to have is that debt following you home because all you did was swipe your credit card the whole time. Swipe your credit card, add the charge to the room, get off the boat, swipe your credit card. That's not what you want. You want to come home and be completely carefree about the whole thing. So less worry, okay? And then even a friend of mine, she was saying, okay, well, it was a struggle being a single mom of two kids because she was trying to keep them in private school. And so she was able to move past the point of being in debt to actually, she always says, 
girl, I was in front of the Vatican, Vatican in Rome, taking a video. And she's like, now this is living my best life, right? And so that's what we're talking about, going from the problem to the solution, to what your, your dream for your life and your goals for your life actually are, okay? And so what excuses have you been holding on to? We talked a little bit about this yesterday, so we'll kind of recap some of those things because it's really important, you know, that mindset that leads to these actions, right? To the behaviors around money. So what have you been holding on to? Those excuses, what are they? I mean, seriously think for yourself. What are you thinking about, okay? Is it the thoughts from other people? Is it you're like, I need more money, I need another stream of income, you know, I need to make more money at my job, I need to work overtime at my job, or I need a spouse to help me, or I need to win the lottery, <laughs> any of these reasons where you're sitting around thinking, okay, these are the only, it's the only way that I could actually do this is if one of these things happened, okay? And so, but it's like saying at the beginning of the year, like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna work out three times this week, I'm gonna eat three salads, each week, so you work out three times each week and eat three salads each week. That was your goal, right? But then you push the start date back a week, every week. You're like, uh, next week, uh, next week. So it's a similar thing, you know. You're and you're making up excuses, saying, you know what? I do not have the right workout gear. I need to be looking fly. I don't know if people use that phrase anymore, but whatever. I need to be looking real dope <laughs> when I go to the gym, right? With the perfect outfit and the right shoes. And oh, you know what, I don't have hard-boiled eggs for my salad, I don't have meat for my salad. So you're continually making up excuses to not start. When your goal is to not just start, you wanna finish. You wanna go to the gym, you wanna work out, you wanna eat that salad because you know you're supposed to be eating it. So it's dead the same way. You're like, you have to start in order to finish. I mean, I'm just saying, right? And so now, the only time you really have though is right now. So it's like the excuses you're telling yourself, they're keeping you from starting, which you know they are. They're keeping you from starting. They're keeping you from working out. They're keeping you from eating right. They're keeping you from paying off debt. But it's like we're allowing that, right? So the time to shift your mindset from not enough, right? Because that's what we've been talking about is how to overcome not enough, how to overcome the, the lack and scarcity mindset, right? Because we're looking for that abundance mindset that we have more than enough money than we need, right? And then that the money will cycle back around when we give it out or we tie it at church, it'll come back to us. You know, it's like, that's what we really want to be looking at. We don't want to be looking at how there's just never enough money. We're not enough to pay it off. We're not deserving. That. Like, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for that abundance mindset and the mindset that, Really, we can do anything we put our minds to, right? And so you're using, so now you're at the point where you're like, okay, I have enough money. So you're shifting from that not enough lack and scarcity to abundance and I have more than enough to pay these bills. I can pay them early and I can pay them on time, right? That's you're moving from that negativity, like we were talking about yesterday, to mining your words to these positive words, okay? Because, because that means that you'll be able to follow it up with action. Mind your words, you can follow it up with the right consistent money management habits, okay? And then we talked about yesterday, how does the debt make you feel? How does it make you feel about yourself? And what did we say? So how does your debt make you feel? For most, and I mean, for me especially, bound, chained, shackled, like I could do nothing else but pay off the debt, like I could 
I would have to take, I have to take this job. I have to take this job. Why? Because it pays an extra $15,000 and I still have student loans to pay off. Mm, I have to take mm, less of a vacation. Uh, I have to buy less of a house, even though mm, I really want this one. Or I have to buy less of a maybe reliable car because mm, I have to have this one because I still have to pay off the student loan. It was always that, that pulling all the time. You were always like, well, I have the debt to pay off, so I really don't have a choice. I have to do this. And I, nobody wants to live like that, right? And so you want to go to a point of, so the lifestyles or activities that you also have been holding off on, right? Because this is, it's a similar thing where you're like, okay, I'm feeling bound and shackled. And so not only can I not do the things I want to do, but I'm also being held back, right? I'm being held back from, because some, for some people, I'm like, I've heard so many times that people are saying, Millennials are, because we talked about this yesterday, right? Millennials are staying at home till they're 30 years old. They're holding off on marriage, holding off on having kids, holding off on traveling. They don't buy a car. They don't buy a house. I'm like, what kind of life is that? You know, because you, if, if it's student loans, you go to school so you can get a good job after school, right? But then the student loans hold you back, right? So you can't continue to do the things that you would want to do, right? So then what should you, how would you describe a life without debt? How does that make you feel, right? Because then we're going into what we talked about yesterday is that now, so without this debt, you're feeling free. You're feeling like you can achieve anything, you can do anything, you can go anywhere. And it's like you can have, you feel like you can have that life that you've always dreamed about, right? You can finally get married because you know because then when you start the marriage you won't have to think about well oh well guess what I still have two hundred thousand dollars in debt or three hundred thousand dollars in debt you don't have to start that life like that because that's one of the biggest stressors in marriage is money so it's like when you come in you want to hide Takesha and like you want to be able to have really everything that you want to start the, mar the marriage successfully right so you don't want to start that with debt so when you're debt-free, you're looking at, I can achieve anything and I can live a life with little stress or worry, okay? So now, do you think that you're the only one with this problem? You're the only one in America that has some form of debt. I mean, we know that's not true, right? Because I mean, think about how many Americans are carrying around credit card debt, medical bills, student loan debt, car debt. I mean, there's so many different kinds, like HELOCs on their home, like that we're taking out extra loans at our houses. Like there are so many different loans, which means though, the point is, is that you can find support. So look outside of yourself to actually find like, a, cause you have a support group for everything these days, right? So if you are a, a, um, a widowed wife, if you are a new mother, if you're, you know, a, a divorcee, whatever the case may be, there's a support group for everything. So there's also a support group both online and I'm sure off as well, where you can find support for what you need because you're really looking for support along the debt free journey. And you wanna be able to find people that you feel like are going to understand your plight basically. And you wanna find kindness there and all these things. So it was one of the reasons why I wanted to have a group, um, it's called Student Loan Accountability Partners. But the, that's the whole point is that you guys have the support to, to go in there and say, you know, I'm struggling with this, you know, like I'm not able to budget or I need help with just, you know, coming up with 
just a short grocery list. Like it could be absolutely anything to be able to stay on budget and getting towards your goals. So seek out support because you are not the only one with this debt problem. So it'll be really important to think about getting support in that way. So you can really share your struggles and share your joys with someone, okay? And so this leads me into thinking about, so what are your struggles or what what opportunities do you see? Okay, guess what? I'm overspending in this area all the time. So I'm increasing my debt or I'm staying in debt because of these struggles that I'm having. So it could be anything from like, maybe you shop too much. I mean, I like shoes. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe you're, you know, in the shoe store too often, buying too many clothes, but this is what you do when you get upset maybe, right? So you're dealing with, you know, being upset and mad at someone by going shopping. I mean, I used to do this in college. I'd be like, oh, that test sucks, so I'm going shopping. Hmm, don't tell my parents. But anyways, or you're going, let's say, you go grocery shopping. But guess what? When you go grocery shopping, you go grocery shopping hungry. And you know you buy double the food. And I mean, I'm a very hungry person. So going to the store, the grocery store hungry makes no sense. Because I come out with three times as much food that I can't eat, right? But mm, I can eat it, you know, on the way home from the grocery store, which is, you know, some chips, some salsa, a few other things. But it's like, maybe that's one of your struggles. You go to the grocery store hungry because you're too busy doing all these other things to take a few minutes to eat before you go. So you spend triple the money or you go to the grocery store without a list. So which means everything down aisle 12 at the Target ends up in your cart. So, you know, go with the list. You know, there's some little simple behaviors, right? Because even yesterday we were talking about mindset, but now it's leading into when you eliminate your debt, we're also talking about your behaviors, your behaviors around money. So simple changes to those behaviors, right? So now maybe you're eating out 75% of the time. So maybe four days out of the week, you're eating out. But guess what? If you're in a family, you're eating out, your husband's eating out, your two teenagers are eating out, so I mean, whatever you're spending, so if you're spending $10 at lunch and there's four of you guys, $40. This is just at lunch. This doesn't even include, okay, it's too late, there's soccer practice, there's volleyball practice, and guess what, now you need to eat out for dinner too. So maybe it's another $40. So you spend almost $100 that day just in food, right? So I mean, the food is usually a big struggle for, for most of us. And I mean, I know it has been for me. So the grocery shopping and the eating out, when you curb those, you can overcome some of the struggle, right? So when you start eating at home, packing your lunch, you know, making dinner at home, all of a sudden these little small things that used to eat up all the money, you've overcome it, right? And then of course, if I don't know, your guy, your girl, your whoever, you want a new laptop, a new car, any other new electronics, you know, the new iPhone, these are, so these are more pricier things, but if you want a new car every, you know, one every year and you want the new iPhone every time it comes out, which could be more frequent right now, right? So these are some of the things that we struggle with and these are the opportunities that we're usually overspending in. So it's important to remember that, right? So mindset and behaviors, right? So you understand that, okay, this is a struggle for me. So that means I need to pay more attention to it. I need to focus on it and then change the action, right? Change the behavior. So what have you done to actually start eliminating your debts? I mean, right now, really start thinking about this. Cause I mean, if we're 
talking about it and you've opted in to come listen, you're trying to get rid of some debt. So what have you done to start? Because I mean, the fund- the fundamentals for most of us are the same, but it's it's true in the sense of that everyone's circumstance is a little different because maybe you're a single mom of two, maybe you're married, maybe you're, you know, so it could be anything. Maybe you're a single professional, maybe you're a millennial. So it those could change a little bit, but the fundamentals of, you know, budgeting and squeezing your expenses to the point where you have more money to pay towards debt. Those are, those are the common things, right? Those are actually the fundamentals. So we'll talk about now, have you developed a written, a written spending plan or budget to track your expenses? This is one of the key things. So ask yourself this question. Are you actually tracking your expenses or are you winging it? Cause I mean, I was winging it for a while. I was like, I'm a saver, so I don't spend too much money. So I was like, eh, I could wing it. And I winged it for a long time. And I winged it and kept $100,000 for about nine years because I was winging it, right? So ask yourself, are you winging it? So when you're looking at to, to get a budget or spending plan, you're looking at how much money is coming in, how much money is going out. Because I mean, I know I'm not the only one at tax time to be like, so it says I made this much money. Where is it? Where did it go? Oh, quick story. So I went to Dallas last week, right? And I went to this um, Christian conference. So I have an Uber driver, right? He's saying that he made, he, he drives Uber and Lyft. And he made $82,000 between driving Uber and driving Lyft, right? $82,000. And he was like, I have no idea where it went. He's like, I made $82,000 and I, he's like, it's common. It's common for me just to, to spend, spend, spend and not have any idea where it went. But it was interesting to me because I'm sitting there thinking, so he said he was, he was from Mexico City and his girlfriend and his three-year-old were there and he wanted to move there. And he's like, I, I really want to move back home, but I really need to stay here and make money. Because basically, what he makes back home was nothing. So like, he could make in a day in the United States, he'd be making, what did he say? He said he would make more in a day than he'd make in like a week back home. So which is why he stayed here in order to make the money. But if he doesn't know where the money went, what's the point? So I was really, I was sitting there talking to him and I'm like, we're in like deep conversation in the Uber and I'm like, like, this is an issue, seriously, because he has big, bigger dreams and bigger bigger goals because he wanted to be with his family in Mexico City. And he said, okay, my girlfriend's not going to move here. She's not going to pick up and move the baby here. And I was like, so you should be trying to get there. So I'm like, okay, so what do the, what do the rich people or what do the people who have money, what do they do in Mexico City? Because he said that he can't move there if they don't pay him enough. And he's like, they usually own something. So he's like, they own a gas station or they own uh, a restaurant. And, he's, and I'm like, well, the only way you're going to own one of those and the only way you can, he also said you want to buy a car. So I was like, the only way you can own something like that is that you have to set aside money in order to buy that restaurant or buy the gas station, whatever it is. And then you have to set aside a few thousand dollars to buy a car. So it just, it kind of blew my mind because it's like, but it made me see everybody, made to see all of us. Because I'm like, we have these dreams and goals of, and the intention of, okay, you know, 
I want to be able to travel. I want to buy my first home. I want to buy a car, all these things. But our actions don't follow up what we say in our brain, right? What you're saying in your mind. They don't, they don't coincide with that. So his actions were he was doing the same old thing. He was doing the same old thing, spending the money, shelling it out everywhere, spending the money, not knowing where it went. So then he can't fulfill the goals that he actually wants in his life, which is to move and be with his kid and his girlfriend. So just a side note, but so it's like if he were budgeting and if we were all budgeting, it's to the point where you actually know where the money went at the end of the year, okay? So we're looking at writing a budget. So it, it changes things for you. Cause so now you know exactly how you spend your money, where you spent your money at, when you spent your money, you know, you know all of those. How, what, when, 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 where. All five of these things, right? You know all of those things when you're actually budgeting. Because you can see, okay, on April 1st, I spent $10.52 at the McDonald's on 53. You know exactly. And you know exactly what you bought. So, I mean, it gives you every detail that you would, would want to have about where your money went, okay? And so, because imagine, it also curbs your spending ultimately. So you can't say that you're unaware that you're overspending. So like right now, I mean, this is full disclosure, I guess, right? I'm on here being all vulnerable and stuff. Ew. But anyways, so in my account right now, it says, well, on my, um, on my budget, it says, guess what? You are over a budget by $18.14. So what does that mean? It means that I, I'm spending more money than I made this month. This was in March, actually. But I was like, okay, so, because you're looking back, but then you can look back at every single category and see, okay, well, I ate out four times this month. You can see where you overspent at. And I'm like, okay, so $18.14. So you can go and find the money and figure out how the next month you can scale back to actually be within budget. Or even better, to have more money so you can actually apply that towards debt, okay? And I mean, I'll be honest, it took me about three months to even figure out what I was doing. So it's not like it's this perfect situation where you budget and it's all flowers and double rainbows and unicorns. No, it is hard because all of a sudden you go from not looking at every dime to looking at every single dime that comes in and goes out. That's a big change. So you can imagine that you've changed from this negative behavior to this positive behavior. You can actually see that with your own eyes, okay? And so now looking at how have you decided, so how much additional money will you pay towards your debt each month? And I mean, these are just some key questions to think about when we're thinking about eliminating debt. So how much? But then once again, this is you looking at your budget to see, okay, can I squeeze my budget more? Can I take it to the point where I do actually have extra money? So maybe I have $18.14 left at the end of the month. Something's better than nothing. So now that money can go towards debt. So big things, you want to spend less money than you're making, right? Because you end up in positives if you're spending less money than you make, right? And then of course you want to explore more options to make more money. These are two really key things to figure out how you actually apply a, more money towards your debt in the month. And we'll talk a little bit about making more money tomorrow. But now we're to 
well what are the what are the changes right so your your behavior could easily say let me shove this debt to the back of the closet and cover up cover it up with some clothes i mean that's easy right i did it for a long time years why i just shoved it to the back of the closet i'm gonna die with this debt i'm cool with that you shove it to the back of the closet and cover it up with clothes right but then if you're changing your behavior actually what i want you guys to do for the next 24 hours is that look at your debt because you can't eliminate something that you're not aware of so if you haven't gone i want you to go to every single category so i want you to go to your student loans your medical bills your car loan whatever loans that you have where you owe people write it down write it down and total it up and say okay so if it's thirty two thousand four hundred and twenty one dollars and twenty two cents that you owe somebody for a student loan i need you to know that i need you to know the numbers so sit down and add get a calculator yeah a calculator and a mechanical pencil whatever <laughs> total it up so you can see how much money do you owe to other people because that's the very beginning right I was like, because we have to stop shoving our debt into the back of the closet and hoping it doesn't peek out, right? So that's your first challenge. For the second challenge, next 24 hours, I want you to write down everything you spend for the next 24 hours. Everything. You get a coffee. You give to an organization online. You pay a bill. You buy lunch. You give your kid lunch money. I need you to write down every single thing you give money to or pay for the next 24 hours. I mean, this is how you begin a budget. It's, it's the beginning of, this is how you begin a budget. Write down all of that. Because I mean, really the goal is that at some point you get to five days a week where you're not spending any money. And ideally, if you have to pay down debt, that's what you want to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. You want to get to a point where you're like, hmm, there's no reason for me to spend money. So I can bring my lunch from home. I can make my coffee at home, right? I can make dinner at home. I can go the bro go buy the broccoli from the store. <laughs> or shoot, I can go buy the potatoes from the store and make french fries. So everything that you pay for, you write down. And of course, you can write down like, like a budget. So you write down McDonald's, $10.22. And write down the date. But then, and at the end of it, at the end of tomorrow, add it up. How much did you spend in the last 24 hours? Because I mean, then you can actually kind of extrapolate that, right? Multiply it by 30 days or 31 days to see, okay, so I could feasibly be sending this every day. So this much money, it could be coming out of my account. So maybe it's $2,000 and you're thinking, that was pretty easy that I spent that $2,000 over that month because it's extrapolated amount, right? So those are your two challenges. So. One, each category for your debt, student loans, medical bills, credit card bills, total it up. Bring awareness to your actual financial situation because that is the beginning, right? Don't they say at the meetings where you just, you're, you're aware and you acknowledge, okay, I'm the problem right now. It's time to fix the problem. These numbers are the problem. Let's go. And in the next 24 hours, write down every single thing that you buy. Every single thing. All of it. Because I want you to be aware. Okay? So, let's look at, because we are really towards the end here. 
And the importance is really that we were looking at behaviors today, right? Because what you've done in the past hasn't gotten you where you wanted to go. It hasn't gotten to your desired outcome, right? So which means, right, you're changing your, your mindset and you need to change your behaviors around money in order to get to where you want to go. Because it's insanity, right? You do the same things you've always done expecting a different result. Nah, it ain't happening. You need to change. You need to adjust the wor- the, both the words out of your mouth, the things you're thinking in your head, and the behaviors you have every single day. Because I mean, too, the interesting thing is that we always think that, oh, you know, I'm broke because, you know, I bought that car that one time and I bought that house that one time. Mm, maybe that's part of the reason. But look at what you do, what you spend every single day. Because those small little cuts every single day lead to big things. Lead to big things. So they lead to spending a lot of money if you have McDonald's every day for 30 days. Or you're spending $40 between your whole family spending $40 for lunch, $40 for dinner, $80. And then that's $80 in one day. $80 times, let's say, 15 days a month. How much is that? Well over $800 in food. And that doesn't even include the food that you bought for the house. So be thinking about those small things you do every day that can lead to something big. Because both the negative is true and the positive is true. If you're spending all this money, so over $800 a month, think about if you could save $800 a month. So now you've tucked that money back into your pocketbook, as my granny would say, right? So shift from negative to the positive, shift, okay? And so make sure you join me tomorrow for how to make more money. And of course, we'll be talking about introspection, right? Introspection, those those questions that you ask yourself when you're like, okay, I wanna make more money. How do I do that? How do I do that? How do I figure out what I wanna do? So we'll be looking at that tomorrow. And then if you decided that you're ready to shift your money mindset and you're ready to change your behaviors around money, then you can actually just click book now on my Facebook page and schedule a call to speak with me. I don't know if anybody has questions. Hi, Tyler. Thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate it. I know it's very early. I have about one eyeball open right now. (laughs) Well, let me know if you have questions. Feel free to comment. um, Comment or share. I would greatly appreciate all those things. And I wish you a very happy Tuesday. Take care, guys. Bye.